the students. Wasn't that amazing? I loved that. And we are so proud of you guys, your boldness. I know it's hard to get up here and talk in front of people, but we're really proud of you guys. And if you can't tell yet, this week was amazing. And as I was reflecting yesterday, two themes kind of stood out. The first was that we saw God moving and revealing more of himself to us each and every day. And that's where we're going to camp out this morning. I see what I did there? Camp out? It's good. I'm really tired, guys. I apologize. So we're going to camp out. But then the second theme, and I just wanted to acknowledge it and get it out of the way, is this thing got a lot of attention throughout the week. And there was like the mockery hurt a little bit. The jokes, the comments, students coming and touching my face all the time. And this was a thing. I celebrated a birthday on Friday, and I turned 29, and I realized I need to look 29. That's the goal of this. So, of course, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. The first leader meeting comes along on Monday, and some of the leaders are asking about what's happening with the face and I said, I don't want to look 22 anymore. And Seth Vaught, who thinks he's oh so funny, he's like, so you thought it would work by growing a 22-year-old's beard. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. <laughs> but anyways, the first thing I wanted to do is just thank you guys, Eagle Church, for supporting Ignite Camp the way that you do. Because I know the amount of prayer I know the resources, like a lot of money goes towards Ignite Camp, and that's a sacrifice. So first, from our team to you guys, thank you so, so much for, like, maximizing and making Ignite Camp what it is. And then I also wanted to give a few shout-outs. The first was to our Eagle Student staff team. So you had Brad, who was up here earlier, Brad Yaniszewski, and he's our middle school director. You have Julia, who works with students and does discipleship. Woo! Love for Julia. And then if you didn't know, we have an intern here this summer who is from here, just graduated from high school, Ben Darge. And so that's, woo, that's our Eagle student staff team, and they put so much work. Someone said this week, like, people don't know until you run a camp how much work it is, and they know. And so if you see them, please just thank them. And then I know um, we had our fathers stand earlier. Could every volunteer leader stand for a second? Don't clap yet. If you went to camp as a volunteer leader, can you please stand where you are? So this must be some of them. We had about 30. And so worship, tech team, cabin leaders, hosting, our nurse. Like these people gave up time, sleep, took vacation, and poured out their love for students. So if we can, let's just show a meager appreciation for them. <laughs> and then last but not least, we had a first, well, it's probably not a first, first since I've been there, of having a two-week-old infant join us at camp, and Keith and Meredith and then baby Paisley, they decided a long time ago, they're like, we're going to make it happen. And it's because they've so bought in to what happens on that week. So that incredible recap video that you saw, like that's all Keith. Keith works just as hard, if not harder, than any staff member on Ignite Camp. And so thank you, Keith. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you, baby Paisley, for everything you guys did. 
So what did we experience? There's like 133 students, 30 leaders, and we started off the week asking that question, are you ready for more? And I think our students had this resounding yes at the beginning of the week. Yes, they are ready for more, and that really set the pace. And so Brooklyn, throughout the week, in the mornings, she taught our students how to do their TOG. Now, TOG is Ignite Camp language. It's time alone with God, T-A-W-G. And she taught them on Tuesday how to have TOG by being in God's creation. Then on Wednesday, how to do that in the Word. And then on Thursday, how to do that through prayer. But then she kind of focused in on Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. I'm going to flip there. So this is where she would always bring us back to. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I think we can say that God did immeasurably more than we had even asked or imagined, so to him be the glory. Brooklyn taught us that more is not a thing, right? More is a person, and that person is Jesus. Jesus is someone who gives us access to everything that he has. Like, he's not stingy. He's not, he doesn't do what the world does, but he gives it to us abundantly. We learned that more is a mystery until you understand your history. That we had to know where we came from, that God created us in his image, but then that we fell, and that we're broken, and that we're sinful, and we need Jesus as a savior. And then I love this part. As the mystery of more is revealed to us in Christ, then we can give others more. She quoted John 8, 36, where Christ himself says, so the son, or if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Free people set people free. So we, as we experience more, like we're gonna now pass along that freedom, freedom from the past, freedom from sin, freedom from mistakes, but then freedom for something. I love when she said freedom to try and then to fail, but it's because God's work doesn't depend on us. More starts by making a choice, but then it doesn't depend on us. And then students, remember her parting words. She said, your hustle, muscle, heart, creativity, tenacity, and relentlessness gives others a front row to Jesus. So when you experience more, you offer more to others. You got a glimpse with the sand of all these stories. And what's amazing for me is I was at camp, and I don't even know all the stories. Like, I don't have a clue because there's so much. I don't think I can articulate it to you. But we have stories of students coming to Jesus for the first time. Students who, like we've been praying for for a long time, and we see that God is so good. On Thursday night, we had students initiating, washing each other's feet, partly as a symbol of servanthood, but more as a symbol of like forgiveness and restoration and humility. We had stories of upperclassmen getting to do ministry to middle school students while we were there at camp, loving on them, leading them. Other upperclassmen coming to me and saying, hey, can we lead a life group in the fall? We have stories of students opening up, being vulnerable in their cabins, mistakes they've made, sexual brokenness, family issues. 
And I love that camp affords us this opportunity because real life happens. You know, the overlap forces it. So we see what our students are dealing with day in and day out. But then as they confront it, Jesus is there to meet them. I had a student come and say, I thought I knew what God was going to do this week. But then God was like, hey, look over there. I'm going to do something there. And that was a student coming and, and anticipating, expecting the right things, but then even getting to be surprised. And she was so sensitive to the spirit. All of those decisions that are represented with the sand. To get baptized, like Summer Bash is going to be awesome. Like it would be so good to follow Christ, to pursue holiness and community and growth. I think what's exciting is here at Eagle Church, we say next-gen discipleship and missions. And if you're working with the next-gen, like you're doing, you get to do all of that. Right, Because we're about then the discipleship of our young people. We want them to go on mission. And this sand actually affords us an opportunity to follow up with our students. Like we've got their names. We know what color they picked and what it represents. Because one week is great, right? Like one week is great. Lifetime is better. And so we're going to be discipling our students. We're going to need your help. And so in closing, God's put an encouragement and then also a challenge to parents on my heart. And I'll admit that there's times in the past where I give in to maybe worry or a spirit of fear when it comes to speaking to parents. And I think it comes from when you're not a parent yourself, you feel like, oh, nobody wants to hear the single pastor tell me how to parent, which, which is true. Don't worry, I won't tell you how to parent. Hardest job in the world. But I think I give in to the fear where I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything like, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to say anything. And I think in those moments, like, the enemy has won because all that is is fear for me. And so then a good friend, Shayla, who is up here leading, and her husband, Jay, we were talking a couple months ago, and she kind of just called me out. I was like, oh, I don't know, like, sometimes what to say to parents. And she's like, just, like, lay it on us. Like, speak up. Like, say what God is showing you. We want to know. I'm like, Okay. So parents, be encouraged. Like, your kids are incredible. I'm continually surprised by how willing they are to serve. The way they worship with passion. Like, I would be at camp and getting to look out, and it was just like, I've been really weepy lately. So, like, it's not a new thing that I start to cry. But that's what would happen. You get to watch them be so passionate in their worship. They're so hungry for the word, and they are ready for more. So be encouraged. I think after this week, that's what I would want you to feel as a parent of an Ignite student. Be encouraged. But then I thought about how camp shows our students what life can be like with Jesus. So help your students realize that the God that they worshiped at camp is available year-round. That the same community they experience is available year-round. That the worship with the church is available year-round. Pastor Eric frequently says, the best thing you bring is your transforming self. So the best thing that you bring your child is a genuine love for Jesus. And then everything else just kind of like, like flows from that. Our, student, our students look to you as parents to see like, is your love for Jesus real and genuine? We spent a lot of time in Ephesians 3, 
and specifically 20 and 21. But the verses directly before hit me yesterday, and it really, you know, sets the stage for those final two verses. This is what Paul says. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and deep and long and high is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So as you as a parent is helping your student recognize that these things are available to them year-round because it is not dependent on any person, only dependent on our triune God, that we would think about what are these verses inviting us to do. So my challenge is take this exact piece of scripture, and we have a prayer challenge from today until, we'll just say, the first day of school this year. If you want to pray it longer, that would be awesome. Before the summer, every day, if you are a parent of any of our students, even students who didn't go to Ignite Camp, we definitely love them too. We want you to pray that over them you know, what better way to help them realize that this is not dependent on camp and fill in their names? It could, it could go like this. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen Evan with power through his spirit and Anthony's inner being so that Christ may dwell in Esther's hearts through faith. And I pray that Lily, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and deep and long and high is the love of Jesus. That Christian may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So I'm committed to doing that myself over all of our students. That we're going to pray Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 every day from now until school starts. That our students might really embrace and know that the Lord is there for them at all times. So I think just as a church, that same question that we ask the students, are you ready for more? I just want us to consider that. Are we ready for more? And are we willing to do what Philippians 4 says, to present petitions and prayer requests and supplications to the Lord with thanksgiving? I think the thanksgiving is going to come real easily after a week like this. But are we willing to put in the prayerful effort? So let's pray together and worship team, you guys can come back up. Lord God, thank you that you showed up big time this week. Lord, we confess that sometimes we doubt. But Lord, you are still so faithful. You are consistent. You are constant. So thank you for revealing more to us. Lord, thank you for each young person, every young person in this church. Lord, we know that they are loved by you. They are loved by the church. They are loved by their family. And we pray that as we kind of end Ignite Camp 2018, that you would continue to do like immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. We know that one week is great, but a lifetime is better. Lord, be quick to convict us. Lord, teach us more of what it means to repent. Teach us what it is to chase hard after you. Lord, we pray that 
our church would take up this prayer challenge and that we would see the fruit. Lord, we know that it delights your heart for your people to be encouraged and to see the kingdom built. So we ask for that. But Lord, we praise your name alone as being worthy. We are thankful. We are grateful. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the ushers are going to come and we're going to receive our